the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Most of our staff traveled to Palm Beach, Florida last week for the biannual Provincial Synod of the Anglican Catholic Church. The most notable thing we encountered was the growing presence of African Anglicans. More of our members live in India and in Africa than in America, Canada, and England. Our church conducted a workshop on evangelism. There is a great need among traditional Anglicans in the West to focus on reaching out to people who are not Anglicans or even practicing Christians. Many of our churches have been very good at holding on to the faith. Now they need to learn how to give it away. We are a kind of model for traditional Anglican mission because more than half of our members were not Anglicans before they joined our church. We believe we have an historic opportunity before us because of the changes that have taken place in our culture over the last generation. When I began my ministry in the 1980s, being a traditional Anglo-Catholic was really weird. This was on the heels of the Jesus movement, the praise band, and the explosion of the non-denominational church. The hallmark of all these was the abandonment of tradition. It felt like being among the last herd of a dying breed. Times have changed drastically since then. During the last generation, the assumptions of the consumer culture have run amok in many churches. People are tired of the latest new thing in religion and the highly subjective and emotional character of cultural evangelicalism. Many people have a new appreciation for the value of tradition. Traditional Anglicanism can speak to this cultural moment in a particularly powerful way if we will commit ourselves to mission and evangelism. <clears throat> Our church has been engaged, <clears throat> excuse me. Our church has been engaged in an ongoing discussion about evangelism and mission ever since we first had the opportunity to purchase this property in the mid-1990s. At the Synod workshop, we talked about the things we've learned. We talked about a need to begin all mission with a commitment to prayer. Since we don't really know what the heck to do, we need to begin by asking God to show us. The most important thing we have discovered is that community is central to evangelism. I used to think that people became a part of a church community because they came to believe what the church believed and then decided to join the community. We have discovered that the opposite is true. People are drawn to the community. If they find the community to be genuine and attractive, they will stick around long enough to ask the people what they believe. If they don't find the community to be genuine and attractive, they don't care what the people claim to believe. This does not mean that having a touchy-feely church is more important than believing what is true. Rather, it means that what we believe as a church 
must be expressed in what we do and in the community that our belief creates. People will only embrace a faith they can see. The most compelling mission statement is a community that regularly gathers together to celebrate their common life in Christ, is serious about its practice of the faith, and welcomes outside people and makes room for them to come in and join the church. We have also discovered the importance of discerning and using the gifts of every member of the community. My late friend, Archbishop Cahoon, used to say of Episcopalians that they viewed the priest as the one they paid to be a Christian for them. <laughs> this has always been false and heretical, even when it worked, but now, it's, <laughs> now it simply doesn't work. To be sure, the apostolic ministry of bishops, priests, and deacons is essential to the fullness of the church, but so is the ministry of each member of the body with his or her particular gifts. Contemporary people want to be participants in and not merely consumers of ministry. We went to Synod looking for conversation partners and we found them in distant places, India and Africa. We discovered that our overseas brethren are very committed to reaching out to their people and are doing significant things in evangelism and in caring for the poor. We found that we can learn more from them than they can learn from us. The conversation Father Mark had with Father Faneuil from Rwanda was revealing. It was after our workshop and Father Mark asked him what he did to bring people to the church. Father Faneuil said, I killed a goat. <laughs> he, he explained what he meant by this is that <laughs> he killed the goat and prepared a great feast and invited all the people to come and eat. Ministry in Rwanda may be different in significant ways from here, but it is also very much the same. They kill the goat, we kill the cow or the chicken, and then we both invite people to come and share a meal in our communities that serves as a foretaste of the banquet in the coming kingdom of God. We don't have to tell our overseas brethren to reach out. They all went into ministry because that's what they were called by God to do. And they don't need to convince their audiences that they need God. God has chosen the poor of the world to be rich in faith. By contrast, in this country, we do need to exhort both priests and people not to become comfortable and complacent and not to live only for themselves. We have building plans that we will share with the whole church after Evensong on Saturday, November 5th. The purpose of building a larger church is not just to have a nicer place for us all to meet in. The purpose of building is to create more room so we can invite more new people to join us at the Great Supper. The purpose of building is so that we can invite more people to repent and believe and join us as we 
celebrate our common life in Christ and prepare for Christ to come. We see our church as a center for traditional Anglican mission throughout our region and indeed around the world. God has called us to be faithful, lo, these many years, not for the purpose of building a museum to the past. God has called us to be faithful because what we have held on to is exactly what the people around us now need. God has given us a mission to a dying world. Two years from now, our National Synod will be held right here at St. Matthew's Church. We will have the privilege of hosting traditional Anglicans from around the globe to hear about their ministries, show them what we are doing, and rejoice in the life in Christ we share. Your commitment to Christ through this church is bearing fruit. We have much to be thankful for and much work left to do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.